0: Hi everybody, Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Locked On Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Great to have you here with us on our program. My name is J.J. Jackson, and I proudly serve as the host of Locked on Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by Sonos. This episode with Sonos being the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. On today's show, we're going to recap the Duke basketball victory last night over the Citadel and talk with Candace Cooper from Locked on ACC. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Again, my name is JJ Jackson, the host of this podcast, Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore and follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts as you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Leave us a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast platform. It means a whole lot when you take the time to do that. You get five-star Friday shout-outs when you do such things where I give you some love right here on the program. We're getting ready for our next Mailbag Monday edition of this program coming in a few weeks. Any questions you might have that I need to answer, I'd love for you to send them to me at LO underscore Blue Devils on Twitter or send me an email locked on devils at gmail.com. Let's dive into today's show. Again, Duke wins 107-81 to last night over the Citadel. Big-time win for the Blue Devils. They were favored in Las Vegas by 265 half. Well, Duke won by 26. 81 points, of course, a good number of points for a Duke basketball team to give up. Going into the game in our preview, we mentioned that Duke had gone four consecutive games where the opponent did not get over 60 points. The Citadel was able to do that as they were able to knock down 18 three-pointers. They were 18 of 34 from three-point range. That's good for 52.9%. 18 three-point makes is a Cameron Indoor Stadium record for an opposing team to make against Duke. The Citadel, we knew they shot the ball well. They were averaging 12 makes from three-point range a game. They made 18 of them, but that tells you how good this Duke offense is, that they were able to still score points in bunches and not be affected by it. Duke had five players, the starting five all in double figures. Paulo Banquero led the way offensively for Duke with 28 points to go along with eight rebounds and six assists. Wendell Moore Jr. had a triple-double earlier in the season, had another one almost tonight, 22 points, 9 assists and 8 rebounds in last night's victory over the Citadel. Outstanding performance from Wendell Moore Jr. Mark Williams had 14 points and 7 rebounds. Jeremy Roach with 10 points and Trevor Keels with 11. Joey Baker had 9 points off the bench. We saw A.J. Griffin towards the end of the game in his 11 minutes have a big dunk in the middle of the lane. That was exciting to see as A.J. of course is working his way back from the knee injury, had a major game versus Lafayette. But still didn't quite have his legs for the athletic plays that he makes with a six foot six frame. He was able to get a big time dunk towards the end of this contest. The fact that a team makes 18 three-pointers on your home floor and you still win by 26 is crazy. This Duke team is getting better and better each and every game. I'm so excited for their game coming up on Friday versus Gonzaga. A true measuring stick contest for the Duke Blue Devils. I cannot wait to see who wins that game. It's going to be so much fun and such a great game to watch. A big win for Duke as they are now 6-0. and And get ready... For number one, Gonzaga. Congrats to Mike Krzyzewski and the team for being able to pick up a win there. If Wendell Moore Jr. continues to play like this, he is so improved. And uh, you were watching the game last night on the ACC Network. Jay Alter was doing the play-by-play. And I stopped counting, but I mean, it felt like at least 15, 20 times during the game, Jay Alter, the play-by-play announcer, would let you know that Wendell Moore Jr. is the only player in America with 16 points per game, over 5 rebounds, over 5 assists, and shooting over 50% From the floor. He should say that a number of times because that's insane. Again, Wendell Moore Jr. is the only guy in America in college basketball averaging at least 16 points, at least four rebounds, and at least five assists on greater than 50% shooting. Unreal the success that we're seeing so far this season from Wendell Moore Jr., who was a captain in his junior season playing for the Blue Devils. He's got that experience, and I just cannot wait to see how much better he continues to improve throughout the year and continues to lead this Duke basketball team. Excellent, excellent stuff from Wendell Moore Jr. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, Candace Cooper is a part of the show. This is a conversation that we had also airing on Locked on ACC, and I will note that we recorded this conversation prior to the game versus the Citadel. Again, you'll hear conversations between myself and Candace Cooper, and again, this is a conversation that we had prior to the Citadel Contest. So let's take a listen to that after this quick timeout on Locked on Blue Devils. NetSuite, this is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eye. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of the competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Head to netsuite.com slash on NCAA for a special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash on NCAA. Today's show is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns and even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections and you can come up and win 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON and that promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 prize pick allows mixed sport entries as you can combine football basketball and any other sport it's an awesome thing to check out as also make sure you use the award-winning app on both the app store and google play entries can be made up in 60 seconds or less it's really that easy Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy.
1: JJ, from Locked On Blue Devils in the building, I hope you had a great weekend.
0: I did. Thank you for asking, Candice. A good weekend personally for me. Uh, the basketball team for Duke looks awesome. Football, not so much, which we'll get into during today's program. But uh, it's the best time of the year. Thanksgiving is this week. Super excited about that, getting to see friends and family a little bit later this upcoming week. So I can't help but be in a good mood, Candace.
1: Absolutely. Are you someone who cooks during Thanksgiving? Or are you more so just the receive on the receiving end?
0: I've got to always be on the receiving end, Candace. I'm doing no one favors <laughs> if they ask me to contribute anything. So I sit back, relax. I'm, I'll entertain folks. I'm good there for conversation. Go. Okay. Uh, do not ask me to do anything cooking-wise. Just
1: bring the wine. That's all you got to do. Always bring the alcohol. Absolutely Make sure right. people are well well fed, well you know, nourished. Exactly. No doubt. Well, let's talk about some football. As you mentioned, Duke struggled a bit during last week of Week 12 action. And, of course, looking into their final game of the season, it's going to be interesting the kind of decisions that are made about the Louisville Duke game, as I had mentioned on Friday's show, talking with Drizzy Drake, 62 to 22 loss against the Cardinals. And it was just one of the, I said it was the worst football game I've ever seen. And I absolutely mean that, right? I was disappointed because I've been to a lot of Duke games. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, you have to cover Duke. Like, I get so much flack. I'm like, guys, I need the reps. I enjoy, honestly, personally enjoy Duke games traffic is light (laughs) okay and you get to watch football where you learn a lot so whether it's me just learning how what's good bad or ugly I enjoy it but that one was ugly that one was rough that that was pretty tough to watch only because emotionally I think that was the first time I did not see anything from the sidelines from the players and I know they want to win badly but it just did not look like that
0: yeah it was a tough game to say the least I mean I had a not a fun time recapping this game on Friday's show and honestly spend a little bit more time on Locked On Blue Devils talking about the basketball game that they were getting ready for on Lafayette. And Candace, you're somebody that's been so kind to, to join me on Lockdown On Blue Devils uh, throughout the season, talking about your time getting to go into the press box and cover this for our company. And, and with that being said, you look back at Thursday night's game, Malik Cunningham was absolutely the story. Anytime one man can personally account for 527 yards of offense against your defense. That's lousy, but it's also really impressive that Cunningham was able to do that. Quite frankly, I'm a little jealous that you got to see that firsthand, <laughs> Candace, because that was that special of a football game. 527 yards of offense, seven total touchdowns from Elite Cunningham.
1: Yeah. Oh, first player in Louisville history to give 300 passing yards, three, 200 rushing yards in a single game. And for me, it was just so many moments where it was third and long, absolutely (laughs) no chance. They were about to punt it. Of course, that's how we assume the game is going to go. And then magically he finds 72 yards and gets a score or his, you know, receivers or what or running backs are able to deliver. And I think that to me probably was just knocking the wind out of your sail. If you're Duke, that was one of those situations where it was like, I think everybody in the press box said, you've got to be kidding me Yeah, because it's not, I again, not for lack of talent to me. It's just everyone looked lost and they were scrambling. And they just did not know how to wrap that man up a credit to him for having a stellar performance in a Lamar Jackson 2.0 type of night.
0: Yeah. He got his for sure. I mean, Last week, Lamar, <laughs> had his jersey retired at Louisville. Malik Cunningham wants the world to know that, hey, those are really, really, really big shoes to fill for yeah. Louisville football. Only two players have ever had their jersey retired. And Malik Cunningham has to go right after the guy. And he's putting up incredible numbers. His years as quarterback there for the Cardinals. On the Duke side of things, though, like we said, you just can't do that defensively. They're now 3-8 and eight on the season. Haven't won an ACC game, likely won't. What their game to come this weekend versus Miami. Uh, Jake Bobo was someone that uh, Coach Cutcliffe praised being one of those team leaders because Bobo was someone who has seen Duke football win games. Uh, the young guys, though, haven't. They don't know what winning is like, and that's clear because on the football field, some of those younger guys, the effort is kind of diminishing, as you're sort of alluding to, and that's not what you want to see at this point in the season.
1: Absolutely. And Jake Bobo spoke post game and talked about, you know, how this program is not what it's showing with this three and eight record currently. But you could tell he was really emotional when talking about Coach Cutcliffe, right? Everyone was kind of alluding to, do you put it on him? And he was like, absolutely not. I would run through a brick wall for that man. I absolutely think everyone in that locker room would be behind him. Obviously, we didn't pull everybody behind that locker room. But here now, like this is where we're currently standing. At. I think with the way Jake Bobo performs, you can tell he's trying to give it his all. Gun- Holmberg had a showing, right? Jordan Moore, we got to see a couple times more than we usually do, but also Riley Leonard. I think he had a great game. He was able to move the ball really well. I have said till I'm blue in the face, especially offline, they are the best ADR team in the country. Without (laughs) a doubt, they can move the football. That's not their issue. It's finishing right? Mm -hmm. It's absolutely finishing drives and getting into the end zone. Like Charlie Ham, great. We love that you made your kicks. That's a positive we can take away, but we don't want that always to be something we rely on. You need touchdowns to compete with teams like Louisville, who can clearly run the ball and run all over your defense.
0: And in the middle of the season, Charlie Ham, the kicker for Duke was struggling himself. So it really was a pleasant surprise and a great thing that he was able to come back and knock through all three of his field goal attempts. Last week, I know we didn't get a chance to chat here on Locked on ACC, but the story for Duke football was Jordan Moore versus Virginia Tech because Gunnar Holmberg didn't play at all, and Jordan Moore was the quarterback they decided to go with. Coach Cutcliffe says after the fact, Riley Leonard was the hot hand. You think so? The guy was 13 for 13 throwing the football for 99 yards and had 70 rushing himself after Holmberg did get the start played through some injuries that he's been battling over the past few weeks, but it looks like Riley Leonard has a bright future ahead of him, and now Duke's got to figure it out for the future. Is it Jordan Moore, more of your athletic running style quarterback, or do you want to continue to develop Riley Leonard moving forward?
1: Absolutely. And Riley Leonard spoke post-game talking about the fact that he was playing on ESPN. He wanted to play hype. So I'm like, listen, get the guy who likes to be under the lights. Get the one who knows that they're going to be on ACC Network and they know they have a crowd to play for. And you know, just talking about overall what the future holds, I think Riley Leonard personally could be the future for them. But I hate that for guys like Mateo Durant, who have clearly given their all to this program, put up record numbers this season, and just to not go out with a – a season that you know is you were better than and Riley Leonard speaking like I don't care what happens against Miami I just want to win I don't care how ugly it is how high-flying it is I just want the win and for me I know that those young guys
0: want that for those seniors to go out on top so here's the conversation about Duke football moving forward and again Mateo Duran is someone that needs to be celebrated because he has had such a special career for this Duke football team a couple of weeks ago he became just the sixth Duke football player Ever to have one thousand yards in a season, which is crazy. Six yeah. <laughs> in the history of your pro. There are schools that have two a year. If yeah. It feels like when you're talking about a thousand yard back. So going into Saturday's game versus Miami, Mateo Durant needs only 64 rushing yards to become the best single season rusher in Duke football history. I want that so badly for Mateo Durant because I want there to be some special moment to come from this Duke offense this season. Having said that, Candace, and knowing how the team is at 3-8, and I wouldn't be surprised if he can't find 64 rushing yards, which would be crazy considering how successful he's been, but that's what they're playing for at this moment, right? Like Individual records like that. And then the question becomes what is the future of Duke football? The David Cutcliffe conversation is definitely uh, picking up as he's in his 14th year here, Candace, and there is a section of the Duke football world that almost wonders, should you go ahead, if you're Nina King, the athletic director for Duke University, should you go ahead and announce a change in leadership of your football program so that Saturday a home game versus Miami can be a celebration of what David Cutcliffe has had? Because as someone who's been there for 14 years in Durham, has led Duke to many, many bowl games and had a level of success – With Duke football. I think he deserves to go out that way. I think he deserves to be celebrated in that regard. He does still have one year left on his contract. So maybe there is a plan to bring him back next Mm -hmm. year. But if there were to be a change, I'd almost rather it be announced now so that Duke fans in person can give Coach Cutcliffe his roses because he certainly deserves them. What do you think of that?
1: That's a really good point, JJ, because you know that the fan attendance hasn't been to where we're used to seeing, even for, you know, media, halfway through bowl eligibility, six, you know, win teams, it's just not been the same. I think that if you get a little, this is what we should do. Okay. need to get Coach K to make a little video, drop it on all the social, all the Duke athletic socials, be like, hey guys, really want you to come out for this Duke football (laughs) game. I think people would get the hint, you know, in the whole last rodeo, last ride thing, that maybe this is Coach Cut's last game, because clearly him pleading with fans to come out hasn't done enough, but I think a Coach K hint of please come out and support may take it over the edge. So That that might be something. I'm free game here, so that's what I'm hoping that the Blue Devils do, but I will say you know if this is his last ride he has definitely changed the Duke program for better because now you have to play good for Duke normally that was an easy win but knowing with what he's brought this team to there is there's become a point where you know Duke could be in a fight in the game not necessarily this year but definitely overall in past seasons
0: and hopefully they're able to get back to some level of success and hopefully they are able to I mean, it, I'm almost talking. The more I talk, it's like, yeah, let's go ahead, Candace. Let's pull the plug. Let's make the change in leadership and that sort of thing because it's just so hard. Yes, I said there's another year on his contract for David Cutcliffe, but do you really want to wait out that year knowing that you really don't expect a whole lot to change? Um, you know, this is a, a industry, and obviously money is important. You want ticket sales to be there. You want to make sure people are supporting your program. I don't know that you can go through another season like this if you were to be the Duke Athletic Administration. So, yeah, I think it might be time just to go ahead and uh, pull the plug here.
1: Listen, Wallace Wade does not pay for itself, as we know. We don't want to see (laughs) any any transfers happen, so I'm totally fine with whatever.
0: It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football, and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage on all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving.
1: So we're wrapping up with J.J. Jackson here from Locked on Blue Devils. And, of course, we have some basketball to discuss, some pretty good games to go over on this past weekend. But Duke, in particular, beating Lafayette, having a great showing. They are rolling. They are being the team that everyone has assumed they're supposed to be, being the top of the ACC, the preseason pick, having a lot of (laughs) back off this court issues and trying to maneuver with that. I would love to get your thoughts. Hadn't had that chance to talk to you about it with everything going on. But when you heard the news, how did you react and how do you
0: think the team needs to move forward? I think similarly the way the way everyone else did. Just uh, unfortunate that this is a storyline in the last year for Coach K. Certainly uh, not what you want to happen, and the fact yeah. that it's also uh, tied into his grandson being involved with Michael Savarino being behind the wheel immediately following the release of the story, Candace. I think that uh, most importantly, learning all of the details was most important with the story. Uh, as I've discussed a good bit on, on Lockdown Blue Devils, the location of Palo Bancaro, front seat versus back seat in the car, arrested versus citation versus, um, you know, with the blood alcohol level. I mean, it was just a big story that you did not think that you would be having to talk about in the final year of Mike Krzyzewski being yeah. the head coach and, and certainly a distraction uh, that the Duke team did not need at this point in the season. Coach K has made the decision to handle this internally, and so uh, for that reason, I haven't been able to learn more about uh, what has been the case. Just know that Michael Savarino has not been around the team, has not been at the games uh, in the past mm-hmm. few contests. Paulo banquero has, and uh, onward the Duke team goes. In terms of what they've been able to do on the court, I've been really impressed, Candice. Yeah. Um, the The defense is really what I keep, Drawing attention to. They've had four consecutive games where they have held their opponent to under 60 points in a contest. This is the second longest streak of that stat that has happened in Duke basketball history. This defense is really good. And I know that people are going to say, well, who have they been playing since they played Kentucky? Fair. But look across the conference. There are other teams in the conference that when you're four or five games into a season, you're going to struggle. In the era of a transfer portal, so many teams have brand new players on the roster trying to mesh together. Duke is no stranger to that. They've got a lot of key contributors that are coming in, and it was Paulo Carroll and Trevor Keels after the win versus Kentucky. Well, every game since, it's been another player, whether it be Wendell Moore Jr. or Mark Williams or A.J. Griffin versus Lafayette who's been the headline player for Duke. This team is really special. I hope they can continue to lead up to live up to expectations and make some noise there in the ACC.
1: Yeah, I think it's important to talk about the fact that yes, they are loaded, but different people have stepped up in bigger ways each time. Mark Williams and Wendell Moore Jr. to me have been the two that are the bright lights. Is things that we didn't see, necessarily see last season with Wendell Moore Jr. trying to figure out. Yes, he has all the talent on paper, but can he actually deliver it when it's game time? Right, and good he time. has certainly stepped up in ways that I think we would, we've been waiting. Right, and yeah. now it's here. And I know that Paolo Banquero is supposed to be you know the main character, but he has a lot of good assistants. <laughs> helping him, and I think that's what makes D- Duke so scary. Because they're figuring out very early how to be a complete team. Like you've seen a lot of others struggle. I can have obviously have Carolina in front of my mind with defense and like having the ball turnover ratio being extremely high. That to me is something where Duke has silly mistakes, but they're able to fix it and correct it second half. And I think that's something that's going to be the biggest advantage for any team in the ACC this year. I think that Duke is definitely being a front runner, but everyone else is going to have to figure out quickly how to be able to uh, you know maintain you know good leads, strong leads, or even come back in games that you see you shouldn't be down in but of course you figure it out in the end
0: and it comes back to defense candace right i mean you're Mm -hmm. right all these teams uh, in the acc have have had some turnover issues at the early point of the season if you turn the ball over get back on defense and don't let the other team score because duke has been no stranger to that there are games that certainly players have had uh, turnover issues for duke but they haven't let that affect them on the defensive end how many times Have we heard basketball coach talk about the fact we've got to go to the next play? you got to move on to the next play, next play, next play. Because if you turn the ball over on one end and your man breaks free and gets a dunk on the other end, that's your fault. Not only for turning the ball over, but letting your man get an easy dunk. And so the fact that Duke has been so tight-knit on defense has been really impressive.
1: Yeah. And again, I normally don't want to give Duke the credit in terms of being the top team, but I right. have not seen yet another program who to me stands toe to toe. I think Florida State has struggled. I think, you know, uh, Syracuse, Carolina, all the ones that we want to be top dog, is, they're not holding the camera right. to
0: Duke right now. Like quick plug, for, <laughs> quick plug for Duke basketball this week. And yeah. obviously with it being Thanksgiving, a lot of good games going on. We've got the battle for Atlantis this week. We've got mm-hmm. Mount Invitational like All of these big tournaments and North Carolina obviously was in big competitions this past week with two power five opponents in Purdue and Tennessee. Uh, For Duke on Friday night, they're playing number one Gonzaga. And tonight, obviously, this being our Tuesday episode of Locked on ACC, number one Gonzaga is playing number two UCLA. So they've got a very big week for themselves. And what a big test that's going to be for Duke. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be tuned into that one on Friday night going into the big rivalry Saturday for college football. But, uh, yeah, big test for Duke, played on a neutral site in Las Vegas. I'm really curious to see how Duke shows up and handles the Gonzaga Bulldogs. As a Duke, you know reporter,
1: how important to you is it to stay in these games who are big time matchups with these ranked opponents early? You know, obviously, you're dominating the ones yeah. that you're supposed to win. But for these, even if they're close and come up short, do you still find progress in that with this specific
0: team? One hundred percent. and I, I don't know that anyone would say otherwise. I think that it's really important to test yourself early in the year against the best. Look, the Gonzaga team, was really special last year, and I I want to call them the reigning national champs because I'm so surprised, wait a minute, they didn't actually win. Baylor ended up winning that national championship (laughs) a year ago, right? But you just think Gonzaga, the way they've been playing so far this year, it's like, oh, yeah, surely they won last year. You remember they didn't, and so you've got to be able to take care of business early in the year. This will be a measuring stick game for Duke. Um, The Zion team, the Zion and R.J. Barrett team, they had sort of a measuring stick game after winning convincingly versus Kentucky. Remember that season, Duke won by 34 in the first game of the season versus Kentucky. They only won by eight this year. Well, that season back in 2019, they lost the Maui championship game to Gonzaga, kind of righted their wrongs in the games to come and finished with a great season, making it all the way to the Elite Eight. So, similar storyline. I'm hoping Duke finds a way to win on Friday versus Gonzaga, unlike in 2019. But, yeah, it's going to be a big test on Friday.
1: No doubt. Well, JJ, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you and follow your work?
0: Locked on uh, ACC every Tuesday with you is where you can find me, Candace. And then throughout the week, I host Locked on Blue Devils at LO underscore Blue Devils on Twitter, and then my personal handle, at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Thank you again to Candace Cooper for Locked on ACC for joining us on our show, and congrats again to Duke men's basketball victorious against the Citadel as the Blue Devils improved to 6-0 on the season. You can connect with me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore, and be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked on Blue Devils as soon as it's available each day. Now check out the Locked on on ACC podcast for a deep dive into the Atlantic Coast Conference with Candace Cooper. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.